beat the episode the fan man podcast i'm dj go chris davis sean hogarty and joining us today is a special guest hi everybody it's me brian rupert I, I don't know. It felt weird. Usually, like it's That's, like it's yeah. Brian Rupert, so yeah. I felt like I had to nope, go nope, with the full I, name. Yeah, no, I we we purposefully want it to be as weird as possible. Um, You're succeeding. Yeah, we don't we don't often have guests, uh, but uh, but you know I I'm a fan of yours, and uh, and we have a lot of uh, you know friends and podcasting contacts and in in, uh, in common. So uh, so very happy to have you on. We are recording. Way past my bedtime. Yeah, what the uh, fuck is going on, dude? <laughs> like, if yeah. we asked him to do this any other time, yeah. out of all 150 nope. episodes, I gotta, so, I gotta check it the wouldn't schedule. be a no, it would be a fuck no. <laughs> and then this asshole throws like, at 11 p.m. I can only on a record at 6.30 <laughs> in the morning on a Sunday, <laughs> so, and I need to be done by 9 because yeah. that's serial time. So so I do think it's worth asking, Brian, why are, why are we recording late on a, on a Friday night? So we were looking for like ideal times to do uh, the show and you were like, give me a bunch of times. And my <laughs> wife, because I'm going on a lot ah, of podcasts right there, now. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm going on a lot of podcasts right now and she's right. kind of starting to get really sick of it. So I needed to do it at a time when her and the baby would be yeah. in bed and I yeah. could kind of do my thing. So... You know, Fair. I said eleven, knowing that they'd be out cold by then. Right, and I, I got to, uh, I, I got it down to ten. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I thought it was because you've got a six month old, your first child. Ooh, so, yeah. so the fact God that bless. you're spending evenings away from home or anytime, like, you know, don't do that too much. It will cost you. It's it's more just for this temporary project that I'm promoting. You know, then right. things will be yeah. back to normal. All right, so let's yeah. let's assume not everybody listening has any freaking clue who you are because okay. nobody knows who the hell you are. So, you know, I, I know you're a fellow podcaster, a and, big star and, like me. Yes, people don't know me. <laughs> well, you're um, a star in a very you know in a universe. I am not. No. <laughs> I am I am far from a star. I'm just some fucking asshole from Staten Island. Um, really, what I, uh, I I have my own podcast. I do video work with the podcast. Tell them Steve Dave, mm -hmm. but I have my own show reviewing history. Yeah. Uh, we watch movies based on history and we go through them and we talk about what's real and fake in them. And yeah. it's really just a way for us to hang dick and fart jokes off yeah. stuff. And, and you know, we we yeah. there's some education there. It's fun, but what. What I'm really pushing right now is we have our first bonus podcast coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, it's dropping on Black Friday, uh, November 24th. So the 23rd, you know, as the clock strikes midnight yeah. to the 24th, it's dropping on Bandcamp. It's ah. $5. It's about four and a half hours of Christmas podcasts. <laughs> um, and half of the money is going to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Awesome. So. So really nice. you know it's 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 not a complete half uh, it's not a complete cash grab it's a half cash grab sure but uh, I encourage everybody even if you don't check out the uh, album when it drops at least throw some money to St Jude's Children's Hospital yeah so um you know if but if you want to buy the album you'll get some laughs there's I guarantee you there's at least one joke in there that'll get you <laughs> um, and you know you're also helping a good cause so yeah no I love it so so I mean we'll we'll. We'll mention it again at the end, but so it if I go to Bandcamp and look for reviewing history, is it is it associated with reviewing history? 
Yep, it's reviewing awesome. history uh, presents uh, this ain't no whack Christmas, uh, which is and we we did a play on the Dolomite album. This ain't no black Christmas. <laughs> Obviously, we, uh, this ain't no white Christmas is the yeah. Dolomite album. Obviously, yeah. in 2023, we can't call it this ain't no black Christmas. Right. So yeah. I had to right. go yeah, with right. this yeah, ain't right. no whack yeah. Christmas. But I I think that works. Yeah. No, I I definitely uh, um at the very least you've got my five dollars and. Uh, and uh, and that means you know somebody will get half a sandwich at St. Jude's from me. So I think that's exactly. Good. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I forget. It's it's right now a tenth of a sandwich. I forgot. Yeah. Inflation has Seriously. really yeah. really hit us. Yeah, I, know, I am. Um, I am expecting going. to cure childhood cancer when this drops. <laughs> that's my expectation. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we Sean, always... pony up. Stop some pony up. I'm cheap. not. <laughs> I'm, Come on. I'm. 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 Well. Y- I've never been the uh, the most resourced person on the podcast, but uh, but I'm certainly less resourced <laughs> than I have been in the past. Because I was in Vegas last week. That's what there, I mean. Oh, there you go. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No. One too many buffets. One too many buffets. Oh, dude, I hit I hit uh, I went to the Wynn buffet, the Cosmopolitan buffet, and then the Caesar's buffet, the Bacchanal, which was definitely my favorite. You were making me sad. All the good eating out there, and you just hit all the buffets. Well, that was one of the goals of the trip: was literally uh, buffets and shows. It was Mr. Good. Gorge. I didn't really overeat. Um, I just uh, ate. Plus, I walked like nine or ten miles a day. It was a lot. Uh, went to the Mob Museum. That was cool. Nice. You worked for your uh, meals, you know. You well, were- that's a little. That's going a little far, but I certainly. <laughs> You know, I certainly burned some calories. <laughs> um, yeah, you've been MIA for a little while. What shows did you go to out there? I went to, uh, I did go to the Sphere. U2 isn't mm-hmm. playing because F1's this weekend, and so they- And it's they a went. shit show. Oh, it's it, a complete fucking dude, mess. you should, so it was kind of cool seeing how they've set up the tracks and the the bleachers mm-hmm. and the lights for the tracks. Like, it, I think it's going to look amazing. Like I will, I will check out some of the footage and stuff, but it is a disaster for the city. And the fact that there's a 10 year contract on it, like it, the, you can't walk up and down the strip without having to actually cross over the, the bridges every, you know, every block or two, because everything's fenced off because the strip is one of the main parts mm-hmm. of the track. Yeah, um, they hit it for a piece. The entire Bellagio fountain frontage, that's normally a wonderful place to walk along the strip and see stuff, that is all covered by 100-foot-tall bleacher walls. Like, seats are there, so you can't see the fountains. Um, everybody that lives there and works there is pissed off. You need an extra half hour to get anywhere in an Uber. Um, it's a disaster. Um, and this is a constant thing that's going to go on. I'm not a racing guy yeah, at all. Me, Every me year, neither. Next, year. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. Well, they have a 10-year contract. The actual race is like one night, but they you know, have the stuff over a few nights. But it's November's generally the slow time in Vegas. And so they're like, oh, let's, you know, let's make it a huge international destination because Formula One racing is like they'll get a ton of people in. But – it's not worth it. There's no way it's worth what they're putting through. Yeah. I have a feeling there's going to be a mutual parting at some point we'll, in time with this thing because we'll see. Uh, the thing is, you, you what, you what hit they, one what manhole they... cover tonight. It's not. 
this isn't exactly a disaster, and they dumped oh, millions yeah. upon millions into the facility. Yeah, this isn't like they put up a couple grandstands. Yeah, no, no I know. It's, down. It's a, yeah. This isn't F one Boston. Yeah, right. The key, the key thing I think is that it, like, the decision will be made on whether the investors and idiots and politicians, you know, break even or get some kind of power or feedback out of it or make money. The, the people that it's really screwing, yeah. they're, they're getting screwed has nothing to do with whether this will continue or not. Are you it's, suggesting that politicians are only out for themselves? Because I cannot fathom this. Yeah, it's... Uh, I think... No, I think everybody is generally out for themselves, even if it's just to feel good about helping other people. The difference is, if you're in politics and have any sort of power and influence... Or you have a bunch of money and want to keep it. That tends to not go well with the human it, nature, right? It's it's a systemic. It tends to come down thing. to money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like but money. always comes back to. Money. But of course, politicians always have our our yeah. uh, you know best interests at heart. Nice. Thank God, none of us work like tangentially with the government. Bite me. You can bite. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Before so, just yeah, yeah. Before, sorry, before DJ, we, no, no. So, okay, I was want to say like you know like I'm I'm big on St. Jude's too. We always buy like all the St. Jude's Christmas cards and the St. Jude's stamps and all that kind of stuff. But I just, I just want to point out that while um, you know, Sean will will pimp other people's bonus episodes and give them multiple times slots. For that. His own mm, his own his own fucking show. It's one time slot, usually before dawn or bust. <laughs> And has never voluntarily showed up for fucking anything. And it's, it's anything not very special. flexible. No, it's not no. flexible. Zero no. prep. Yeah, usually so, late. So, Rup, that's 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 the truth, right? This is a measure of of. So he really uh, likes you, love and respect, yeah. and not like the guys he did the charity thing, right? With um, <laughs> you know, uh, one hundred forty six episodes of Slave. I yes, the Sean Hogan story. <laughs> 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 I never. I don't think you're allowed yeah. to use that word either. No, oh, okay. no, we don't say slave. Oh. Um, I meant it in a sexual manner, n- nothing racist. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that's that's actually more acceptable than ever. Yeah, okay. as long as it's. Uh, I learned a new term recently: uh, consensual non-consent. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Consensual non. I've never heard that before. I think I've that's read an the, article on the plane. That's or something. the yeah. female rape fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, let, yeah. Let's change the subject well, well, real quick. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Hold on, let's pause here. You don't bring something like that up and then just walk away. Well, so I, I forget. Was, I mean, you, you picked this up at the buffet? No, no, no. There was something, wasn't there? There was like a red. That's why you didn't go to the strip recently, clubs, right? right? Rupert, I like I. There was, there was a what? There was like a Reddit article. There was something recent. Like I've literally never heard of this so, until long, last week or something. I mean, I've heard it before, but I feel like if I'm remembering correctly, there was like. Um, a case where this woman like set l- someone up and said, I have a uh, consensual non-consent thing. So I'm going to like tell you I'm not into this. I'm going to fight against you and all this, but I'm, I really I want it. Yeah. Oh, and and not... she really sent the guy to like someone Somebody else's else. place. Yeah. yeah. And he, and he raped mm. her, but he thought it was the person that, you know, had agreed to this beforehand. Yep. Oh Jesus That's Christ! That's bad news, man. Now that could be an urban legend, but like I vaguely remember hearing something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. No. Sorry. Why did I even bring that up? I don't know. You. This we have no idea. Messes your idea. This is the first oh, time you've contributed oh, no, in like six months. It's because you were talking uh, about sexual slavery. Uh, uh, DJ's DJ's not helpful here, right? I'm, I'm not. We normally don't talk about any hot button topics aside from you know Marvel Despite casting Despite my mistakes. best efforts, yeah, he <laughs> he likes to drag us into the mud, but uh, uh, it's bad. so. I know DJ likes to talk about, you know, we usually talk about comics back when we were reading more comics, talk about movies and stuff. Chris actually said earlier, you saw the Marvels today. I did. I actually just got back a little while ago. So, yeah. So I don't know anything about it other than it's, you know, Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel, and uh, the, the third one who was in the- Other Marvel. Other Marvel, right? Um, I just can't remember the her other name. Captain Marvel, Marsh, uh, Ra- yeah. Rambo, Monica um, Rambo, Monica Rambo, yeah, yeah. So I remember her from from a few things, but all I know is I've only seen headlines of you know it's tanked, but you know what what's what's so other than Barbie, what's your read on it? What what movie haven't you seen a headline that it's tanked or underperformed this year? Oh yeah, well that's like Mario I, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm I, so happy Barbie took down Mario just so I don't have to listen to your ass anymore. It was just my little bit. Take your princess peach and shove it up your ass. His ass is still noisy. Let's go. <laughs> so, no, yeah. um, it's just it's, it, um, here. Here, here's my take on it, right? And it's not going to make the sweatpant militant comic fan happy. Um, for once, they made a movie that was catering to an audience that's not you, and didn't attempt to make it for you. All right. It's this is catered to a very specific audience and it nails what it is. I went with my wife and 14 year old daughter, but and they both adored it. I was about to but, say it's an audience I'd like to nail advocate, too. Uh, sure. to play to play devil's advocate, like you're you can make a movie for any market, but that market isn't particularly interested in this genre and they definitely didn't come out to support the movie. Well. You know, well, I would I would say if we're going to take it a step further, um, the comic book fan market hasn't really been interested in any of the shit Marvel's been putting yep. out for yeah. this is how correct. long now? Be it TV uh, or movie, yeah, it's been a few years. Yeah, but even I mean, it's even it's been if, a while. Even if you don't take into consideration, uh, you know, spending climates and all this. Basically, when you have a sequel to the when the original movie brought in over a billion dollars. And the sequel opens up to forty three. That's a huge, just the optics are. Huh. I, I wonder. Yeah, but I wonder not. what happened. But hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me. I know that. Please, I'll give you the four in a second. Don't um, don't talk down did, to me. Did yeah no. Give me a sec. Um, did anything happen in between that may have had an oh I don't know an effect on the industry that changed it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Marvel movie completely ended. Well, I mean, COVID. Like, no, 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 no. Remember when you were walked in your house? No. Yeah, no, but- It was he, Sean's like, dream. He never had to leave that but room, but- On top of that, you had Captain Marvel, the first one, only did well because it was leading up to Endgame and everyone was still into it. After Endgame, yeah. no one gives a fuck anymore. Well, I'll say well, this. Well, clearly, yeah. which Black is exactly what's wrong. Sorry, good. Yeah, Black, Black Widow Black. sucked too. When, well, I well, it. I, look, I like Black Widow. When it when it when Black Widow came out, it was also streaming on Disney Plus yep, during right. COVID- and it still made $83 million on opening weekend. Mm-hmm. So it still did double what Captain Marvel 2 did. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Marvels, you know, but, whatever you but want to call it. Well, Scarlett Johansson 
is a bigger draw. And it's a character you have. You still had a five a five yeah. film investment in. Yeah, you're right. Captain Marvel, the character in the books is okay. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel live action sucks. I just I don't. The only I, reason well, you needed Captain Marvel is because you needed that character for Endgame. Yes, right. you needed that movie. You to get needed the one, her. The one bullet when you fire through the fucking ship in Endgame. That's it. Yeah, you needed the for that one scene because you didn't have anybody else that could actually do that. I I think. I think everything all three of you are saying is right, right? It's it's a combination of all those factors. The fact is, I expect that if I watch the movie, I'll probably enjoy it, but I enjoy most things. The fact is, COVID, the Marvel movie context, the 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 demographic that that the movie is probably, you know, targeting more right now. None of those are adding up to big box office numbers. That has nothing to do with whether the movie's any good or not. It's just, oh, exactly. Yeah, it's it's fodder for people to talk on the internet. No, but <clears throat> who have no idea as to exactly yeah, how much hard. it was. Yeah, who have no idea how much it was actually, you know, cost to make because they're never going to release the actual numbers. No, I mean I saw so the, the cost. Reported it cost about one hundred fifty bucks. From <laughs> what's that? I, said, I saw the costumes. It probably cost about one hundred fifty bucks to make that movie. The costumes are fucking horrible. They'll take sweatsuits. Hey, how did you like it? Huh? I haven't seen the whole thing yet. <laughs> oh, exactly. So fuck yourself. I saw the best part opinion. on YouTube. You saw, you saw our trailer. You saw our trailer. I saw the post-credit scenes, too. Yeah. <sighs> oh, you must have been jacking off to that, huh? We can't get into it because Sean hasn't seen it. Yeah, well, That's what DJ's wet dream. I was semi-excited. So, But here, here's the big thing about the Marvel stuff. I think... When you you put the Black Widows and the Captain Marvels and even like the Disney Plus subscription numbers and the She-Hulk yada yada yada, you really can't have a Marvel MCU without the original Avengers. You're going to have to soft reboot those characters and recast them because you need real Captain America, real Iron Man, real Thor. You have to have them to sustain what they had going forward. It would never be what it was, obviously, but... This whole like, oh, we're gonna make, we're gonna do a Young Avengers movie with like fucking Kate Bishop and Miss Marvel and no, you're not, and like fucking Ant Man's kid. Right. Good even, fucking luck with that. Shit. Even though, so, even though but, Kate Bishop was on. like, that was great. I just, I, I exactly. don't completely disagree. It doesn't have to cater to you. It doesn't have to make a billion dollars. It's you're trying to compare it to something that was a once in a lifetime, 10, 12 year build. No, I'm not. Like, I don't care if it's not for me. I'm saying like. <laughs> Like you said, they're no, never, no, they're no, never no. Gonna... You do. This is essentially your Mac Jones Brady argument. I don't like Mac... him because he's not the last guy. He's not, he'll, ne- yeah, he'll never Mac be as Jones good as the last guy. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I let me fucking Joe Burrow with the fucking broken wrist last night in the second half over fucking uh, Mac Jones. I no, heard but he's doing okay. <clears throat> no, Th- that's yeah. a question for for Rupp no, but is All right, no, is... finish your no, thought. Young... It's not sorry. It's double quote thought. Yeah. You guys, no, it has nothing to do with like like what is made for me. The point is, is despite you know Chris talks about, I know Chris masks way better than I do, but in order to keep making movies, somewhere on one of these things, you have to make some fucking money. And it's shown that you're not going to make any fucking money with all the Avengers nieces throwing on fucking costumes. It's not. It's just not going to happen. Well, you need to give someone something cost? they cares about. Yeah, I'm like, where's how much where's does the data cost? under that? I'm guessing the Marvels cost more than forty five. And we're done. <laughs> uh, that's the thing. You're guessing. You also have a multi billion dollar corporation that could burn through these things. 
You're telling me they didn't know that this was going to underperform? They have better information than Of course they did. They pushed it back like four fucking times. They spent a lot on reshoots, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And you had the director basically disowning the movie like a month or two before it even dropped. No, see, okay, hold on. You got to read more than one fucking article here. She was already into pre-production on another movie. It's only abused DJ. She was done. Hold on. No, no, no. no. Wait, wait, wait. No, she came out and said, this is a fucking ass having Feige's movie. She came out and said, this is like Kevin Feige's movie. There's two of them. If you told me there was going to be two of them, Sean, I would have went to bed. (laughs) But but I I like there being You got to be careful. Uh, Kevin Feige is a close personal friend of Chris's, so we we really can't make fun of the Feige. That's right, too. I met him, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so speaking I, of uh, terrible female-led pieces of shit on your big screen, <laughs> the Madam Web trailer came out. Um, who's Madam Web? Film yeah, here and math. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Who's Madam Web? And yet they felt the need to make an entire fucking so, movie about her. Let me let me ask you. What do you think prompted them to make all these properties? Um, they have to use the Spider-Man stuff. It's a user to lose it. It's, I'm just talking, let's go for all of your Marvel, your She-Hulks, your, all of this. Because they had more than 10 years of data saying it doesn't matter what the hell we put up. Oh, we'll throw you Ant-Man. We'll throw you, it doesn't matter what we put out there, you're just going to come. But again, so Ant-Man clearly, was still pre-Endgame. Yeah, but, what but I'm saying that's is not what Chris was talking about. Exactly. Just think of it from a sheer business standpoint. Because at the end of the day, all it is is a marketing thing, right? Mm-hmm. They've made a lot of this stuff, not necessarily Captain Marvel. But some of those things, between all the licensing rights and everything they already did, and remember, Disney's doing all their own. Yeah. So all of the money that comes from that stuff is theirs. Well, this isn't Disney. This is Sony. Disney still um, gets a cut. Do they get a cut? No, they don't, no, no, they don't the, get anything from it's the, the other way around, Spider-Man right? extensions. So Sony has the right to every Spider-Man character. And for the big Spider-Man movies like No Way Home, they they have an ag- agreement with um, Disney. But for like Venom or Craven, that's pure Sony. That's a Sony production. MC Kevin Feige, Marvel, they have nothing to do with it. And Where's the, Madam Web going to be showing? It's a Sony. It's a Sony house. Sony. Is it a movie or a series? No, it's a movie. It's, it's a movie. A, a theatrical release movie. Um, and and coming off the the heels of such bangers as uh, Venom Carnage. <laughs> I never saw I any. By the way, oh my god, way, so fucking bad. Venom three is in production now. So I saw that. that so I well, wonder why. <laughs> because Venom two made so <laughs> Venom off DJ exactly. So Venom. Exactly. Ven- Venom one made like nine hundred million bucks because it's Venom. Venom's like Marvel's popular characters. That's why everybody is a Venom now. They venomized every fucking character there is. Mm. So Venom two came out, still made about six hundred, but it was I. It was I think the the Carnage Venom movie might be worse than the Hollyberry Catwoman movie. It was fucking atrocious. I never saw either of them, and I'm happy. I think you I saw the second one. I didn't see the Hollyberry one. Oh my god, the fucking. It was like, I mean, I like Woody Harrelson as much as the next guy. He was horrible in that movie. Completely phoned it in. It was like he got his check and just didn't give a shit. So Sony it's, is, it's really like a gay love story between Eddie Brock and Venom. That's really what Venom yeah, 2 is. Yeah. It's not, that's not a joke. Yeah. And I'm fine with a little, you There's know. jokes little, I want to So is three a threesome with some other character now? Because then you have I hope so. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. 
You know, you just got to pay dough for that kind of action. No, it's just, um, so basically, Madam Web is such a... (sighs) What? It's weird. So the movie's called Madam Web. It's about a character that no one, I mean, I'm sure like hardcore Spider-Man people do, but your average person doesn't really know much about, except for maybe like one of the video games. And then for some reason, they felt the need to also like change the origin and shoehorn in everyone who's ever been a Spider-Woman, I guess. What? I don't fucking know. But like, just like, Oh, it had Sydney Sweeney starring in it. This is where I, this is why I got made right there. No, she is the it girl right now. Who's that? She's from Euphoria. Uh, Euphoria. She's a really hot blonde. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought that, no, yeah. because it, it, the, the, the Dakota main Dakota Johnson's in yeah, there. Emma her. Roberts is in there. Yeah. Okay. And um, at, uh, fucking um, Adam Scott. No, not Adam Scott. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Adam Scott. Yep. He plays, like he plays Ben Parker. But from what I understand, it's not like Uncle Ben Parker. It's they renamed Ben Riley, who was the clone of Peter Parker. So technically, uh, Adam Scott's like the Scarlet Spider. I don't. F- what? You know what? Fuck you, Sony. But I, I like him. I, I like. I don't know. I do too. I love him. I mean, yeah. he he invented the cones of Dunshire for Christ's sake. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> but um, it's just I don't know. I just I mean, it just like I said, it just, even if it was not even about a comic book, you say it was an original movie. Just it seemed the, the trailer looks stale as fuck. Like, it looks horrible. Really? It would never get made if it wasn't a comic book. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. They're just trying to leverage IP at this point. Yeah, they're just trying to rip through everything they can, so. Yeah. So there's that. Did you see the trailer? something to do on Valentine's Day. I mean, it drops that night. You and April can go out, have a nice evening. Yeah, no. um, Date night. Nah, I'll pass. Mm. (laughs) I, uh. Yeah, I don't want to say any of that. Um, yeah, I haven't seen, haven't watched. <laughs> oh, now yet. I want you to say that. <laughs> yeah, I was, exactly. I was just going to point out. Yeah, nah, well, so Vegas was interesting for me. I was uh, with a couple friends, just you know, people I'm comfortable hanging out with. One of my buddy who turned fifty while we were there. That was kind of the reason for the trip. And then a high school friend of mine. She has been kind of friends with us for I don't know for. 20 years or 15 years a while and so we just got together ate hang hang hung out drank saw shows but but let's just say that my this is the first trip where i was kind of out in the world somewhere around people and stuff where i was nominally free to you know hook up or or you know like I, i was i was more of a free person Breaking. Now, John hooked up in Vegas. No, no, oh. did did not. I'm not. I'm not ready for that. Um, uh, n- not all of me is ready for that. Some of me is very ready for that. But, uh, <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but that's what I was going to say. It was just. It was. Um, yeah. Why did I think of that? Why did you ask me, Brian? That's that's awful. Well, you said you had a thought and you weren't going to say it, and I thought it was well, something juicy. Yeah, it was I didn't know we about, were going to go deep into like night. your personal yeah. life. You well, can tell it's uh, you can yeah. tell it's Rupp's first time here because it's never <laughs> juicy. No, no, it's it's Not... usually ends in a whimper. Yeah, yeah, whimper death. Yes, that is it. Yeah. How many um, days were you out there, Sean? Uh, we we flew out Monday. We arrived like Monday afternoon, and we came back Saturday evening. Holy so, shit, magic so, shows. Um, it's a long Vegas run. 
Yeah, it was, I mean, it was meant to be a, just a decompression and it was exactly what it was. It was great. No pressure, lots of walking. Uh, the, we saw, I did go to the sphere. U2's not playing. That's what got us on F1. But, uh, but the Darren Aronofsky movie that was, you know, specifically produced for that called Postcard mm -hmm. from Earth. Um, I mean, it's, we're, you know, we're from the Boston area, at least three of us here. I don't know if you've ever been to the Mugar Omni Omni Theater at the Boston Museum of yeah. Science. It's like IMAX, but it's wrapped around a dome. It's very much like that, except literally 10 times bigger. So it's like 300 feet away from you is this giant dome. And they're shooting with 18K cameras. Like all the tech production, you know, obviously, I mean, you're, you're a, a video tech guy, yeah. Brian, too. Yeah. All the production stuff behind it, just the pipelines of processing and timing and, and editing 18K footage. And in that thing is, is fascinating. The sound is incredible. Um, it's not overpowering and loud because they have 160,000 speakers spread all over the place. And they're actually kind of array tuned. So to a very large extent. Ah, see, there is another one. DJ usually almost dies from coughing every show. Um, but but so the audio is great. They've got uh, butt kickers, you know, like subs wired into the seats. Mm -hmm. So the, the experience, like... It, it was it was top notch. The logistics getting in and out a total pain in the ass, especially with F one. But just in general, like we took an Uber to there, go up the stairs to where you go in, and then literally walked about half a mile to the end of the line, which is in a walkway going back to the Venetian. Now I took the Uber from out front of the fucking Venetian to get to the Sphere, and it took forever because of F one. Only to literally walk back from where we had taken the Uber, which took like 20 minutes. Um, all all stupid. Um, but the experience in the tech, unbelievable. Like we we actually talked about it an episode or two ago before I went out there. We were, you know, we were talking about stuff. Like it's I love it. One question is whether that sort of thing will proliferate. I don't think so in terms of the cost, but some of that content could be delivered through where VR headsets are getting in terms of resolution ultimately and, and stuff like that. It was, uh, like it gets me out of my house willingly and excitedly. Um, but then I saw a couple Cirque. Yeah, exactly. Uh, saw a couple Cirque du Soleil shows. Uh, the Beatles love one was fantastic, mm -hmm. but the, the one called O at the Mirage that involves water on top. It's like you know, one like, of the OGs. Yeah. That's, that's it was forever. Yeah. I'd never seen anything like that. It was fantastic. So I really love those. And then we saw something called absinthe, which is a small circus tent. It's a little more like a modern day freak show type thing, but it's acrobatics, uh, you know, a little more, you know, kind of, risque just in terms of you know profanity right. and humor and stuff like that are More the performers adult. like little people no nope oh because you said oh it's God, a little yeah amazing. it's yeah so, no no it's uh it's just much closer a risque hmm? midget circus no a risque midget circus no they did have these incredible star-shaped tater tots that were really cheap and delicious <laughs> 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 why why does that get that reaction 
What's wrong with good tater tots? Because the tater tots, are the, that's the highlight of your... <laughs> no, the the incredible dancing and acrobatics and uh, balancing. Like, it was it was really highly are recommended. Are they topless? Um, at, one, at one point, like, the, the lead absinthe fairy... He can't you remember. Know, he did, was mesmerized by tater tots. No, he did the, did say, the burlesque did thing. With that. <laughs> you know, so got down to tassels and then made up spin. But it wasn't really, it's not like a sex show at all. It was just, you know, like adult fun. But it was really cool because it was such a small venue that, like, you're getting to see the Cirque du Soleil type, you know, really skilled dancing, mm-hmm. acrobatics, what have you. But you're seeing it very, very close, right? And and that was that was really cool. Was was that at one of the casinos or it was, it's out front of the it's out front of Caesars, um or it's either Caesars or uh, yeah it's either Caesars or Mirage, um Somewhere it's kind of out front of there. it yeah like yeah. it's literally like if you if you Google absinthe it's a you know, they set up a specific circus tent looking thing and, you know, it, it's a dedicated arena. They have kind of a fairy beer garden. That's where you get the tots and the bars before the show, stuff like that. Um, stop laughing. You make the DJ smile every time you I say I guarantee tots. you, DJ, you would have been wolfing the tots. I do have tater tots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Don't give me shit. Okay, I'm a fat guy too. All I did was fucking eat in Arizona. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were in Arizona. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, they have this awesome place out there called. Um, so my my uh, I guess he's my nephew-in-law because it's my April's niece's husband. <laughs> cool guy. We always go to this place called Ojos Locos, and what it is oh, is it? I think I've been there. Yeah, it's basically Hooters but tacos. Yeah, I was gonna say I looked it up online after you dropped it in the chat. Isn't that like crazy eyes in Spanish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like one of the things where it's like, I mean, obviously the scenery is is great. But the food's really good too. Like they're like I had amazing wings and some of the best barbacoa tacos I've had in a long time. So, so. the tacos are the tits. They are. The, no, the tacos are the tacos. The tits are the tits. But <laughs> it's just hanging there. Like you uh, had yeah. to take it's a right swing there. at that. Well, yeah. Uh, okay. okay yeah. One more news thing. So, um, okay. you know, as we talked about, you know, a lot of people uh, optics are that a lot of people don't care about the current run of Marvel heroes that they have in the pipeline. Optics so they are through your myopic lens, sure. Yes, yes. That's all that fucking matters actually is exactly. what I think. So um and uh it seems like they are trying to speed run the Fantastic Four. Uh Fantastic Ooh. Four has gone through a couple casting problems. They've lost a director two or three times and the first like two rounds of actors have dropped out. Wow. Um they lost Adam Driver, they lost Muggle Robbie, etc. Um any, were they ever any- signed? Yeah. They weren't signed. It was like a foul negotiations. Adam Driver didn't like the script. Margot Robbie didn't like the script. Um, or like Margot Robbie was was going to do it when the other director was going, but then he, I don't know, or, whatever it ended up being. Or she saw her back end check from Barbie and said. Yeah. It could have been that too. It could have been that too. I don't need to do this. Yeah. It yeah, could per- be that Marvel is a sinking ship and they're not going to get the A-list, A-list talent like they used yeah. to anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, right now, um, it looks like they're gonna make the Fantastic Four um, uh, El, El Fantastico Quattro. Um, so, what looks does like, that mean? Uh, Spanish actors. That's is all. That's the best Spanish I can do. But so the two bring the you two back big, Jessica Alba. I mean, I'd be cool with that. The uh, held up holding up very well over the years, Miss Alba. Yeah, um, she is. So it looks right now the the lead to be 
the voice of Galactus is Javier Bardem, which I'm cool with. Bardem, That's I good. love Bardem, him. Yeah. Yeah. Bardem Flip a coin and I'll eat your planet. Yes. Um, I don't <laughs> think- I'm good with that. I think it's a little early for Galactus personally, but hopefully it's just like a like a cameo thing. But Dude, nobody can hold their shit in because nobody can trust that they'll get through a long story. No, that's true. Um, but it looks well, they like, just lost their other big bad, so you know they got to do something. Yeah, I'm gonna get to that too. So, so um, it looks like Pedro Pascal is now the front runner for Mister Fantastic. I hate I mean, it. Yeah, me too. I'm not a fan. I I agree. He's he doesn't. He'd be a good Doom. He's too much other stuff. Yeah, He's... he could do Doom. He could certainly do Doom. I still want Anthony Starr for Doom <laughs> in the worst way. Um, no, I just, no, I mean, thing, no. the thing, thing of Pedro Pascal, he's, he's too many other things. Like, he's in Last of Us. He's the Mandalorian. You know, it's just like, it's... He's everywhere right now. He, it's yeah. everywhere. It's too much. It's just too much. Um, plus, I mean, I think he's a little old if you want to get a good Fantastic Four run out of someone. You figured you want this person for I enjoyed years. the Krasinski cameo. Yeah, I was honestly. cool with that, too. Yeah. That, the consensus on Twitter is that most people want Krasinski. Yeah. My Krasinski thing is like, life. My thing is, like, Reed Richards, you know, I just can't see a guy with a Spanish accent playing Reed Richards. You know? He's yeah. like... Yeah. He's supposed to be like a classically American dude, you know? Maybe it's, he's Reed Ricardo. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know. Look, they could do it. It's All this shit's fake. It's fictional. You could do whatever you want with it. It's just people like me who actually love this shit. It's like, I can only speak for myself. It's like, yeah, do what you want. I'm just, you're not going to get my money, you know? That's... That's how I look at it. Do I, whatever you want with these characters. You own them. But if you're not doing it in a way that, you know, I like, I'm just not going to support you. That That's generally my attitude as well, though I don't really care about the integrity of, you know, whatever. I just don't like arbitrary fundamental changes when it's not necessary. But But I do try to keep an open mind. I mean, I always go back to the original Guardians of the Galaxy in terms of something that I thought I didn't care about, didn't really care about the casting or whatever, and I came away, you know, like I try to keep an open mind, even with the Marvels or anything like that. You know, the fact is, there are plenty of times when I've seen something that I didn't like the casting, or I thought it was stupid, or I thought they'd ruined something, or taken something that didn't make sense in the trailer or whatever, and, you know, it, and now... Have I spent money and done that? No. Generally, I wait till it's you know on streaming or something like that. So you know, to be fair, that doesn't matter. But but I try to separate the success or the rage from was I entertained or not, and it's a little bit of a it's really at all. Yeah, it's really all it comes down to. So the rest I, of it's I a bunch of a, sound and fury. Yeah, yeah. I was actually having a conversation with uh, Chuck Staden mm -hmm. last night, I, and he's been on your show before, right? Yep. Yeah. Me and him okay. were actually having a very similar conversation last night, and we were talking kind of about where Marvel went wrong, right, mm -hmm. and like how it kind of all fell apart. And me and him have this conversation again from time to time, but we were talking about it, and I was, I'm of, I will go to my dying breath of the mindset that after Endgame, they should have recast all the roles, 
Yeah. Maybe if you want to kill Tony, you kill Tony. But you keep Steve Rogers around. You keep all these people around. Yeah. You do a smaller scale movie with these actors again to yeah. get an audience used to it. And Just then like you build up to another comic big story. Yeah. You go it's, ultimate it's or something. comic books. Yep. It's James Bond. Yes. O- audiences aren't dumb. I don't know where this came from. With DJ Marvel, is dumb, but audience is not dumb. Where they're scared to recast. It's like you recast yeah. Rhodey right after the first Iron Man and nobody is giving a shit. Nope. If you if you still want to go with Kang, it's very easy to just get oh, another yeah. actor and keep that storyline going. That's Kang. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. No one is going to go, wait, why doesn't he look like Jonathan Majors? Shut up. You know, it's <laughs> To be like- fair, I grew up watching soap operas because that's what my mom watched and we didn't have choices back then. And, you know, once a week, there'd be like, today, the Different role of such and such is being played yeah, yeah, by yeah. some random bullshit actor. Yeah. And off they go. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, she's treating him like her son, even though I've never seen that guy before. Okay. Right. They do that with plays. Yeah. They do, yep. Yes, absolutely. They, they, I don't know where this came from, where they're like, oh, if it's not the same actor, people, these, these characters and these <clears> properties <throat> are bigger than any fucking actor or any director. They will mean something to generations before us, generations after us. I feel like they have a duty to try to preserve these characters in a certain way. Yeah. But like, aside from the recast, I think really Marvel got away from classic heroism and I think that's kind of led to their downfall in the the modern movies, which is like really what all these movies are, are their basic hero character arcs. Yeah. Character A has a thing. They go through a struggle. They overcome and they win. And audiences have always ate that shit up going back to the fucking ancient Greeks. Mm-hmm. And now you'll watch a movie and you'll watch Shang-Chi and you'll be on board with the movie the whole time and you go into it. And then at the end, Shang-Chi doesn't get to save the day. It's his sidekick. You'll watch six episodes of Moon Knight. And at the end, it's the friggin' his chick saving the day. And they, they do this over and over again. And it's like, I just want to watch a hero overcome an obstacle and save a day. And I think what they should have done is, other than the recast, is keep the classic heroism going. Keep it simple. And if you want to do oddball shit, you can get these auteurs like James Gunn, give them the characters that not many people care about, mm-hmm. and they can and do take it. a sw- and yeah. they can take a big swing there, and that's where it can connect with characters that people don't have this emotional attachment to. I'll be honest, I was a Guardians of the Galaxy fan before the movie came out. I mm-hmm. loved. Uh, there was a run that Andy Lanning did for Annihilation, where he kind of assembled the modern team. I loved that whole Annihilation series. I loved that run. Right. Right after Tied into it, the I went Nova out. stuff, right? I mean, they're, exactly. They're, yeah. Yep. I went out. I bought the first two Rocket Raccoon appearances before the movie came out. I was on board. When Guardians was coming out, I was like, there's no way this will click with people. I'm a fucking weirdo who likes yeah. this. This is going to be Marvel's first flop. Yeah. And it became probably their best trilogy. Yeah. You know, and it was it was done by an author. My 70-year-old parents went to it because I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You guys should go to this. You'll enjoy it. And they did, and they're like, yeah. yeah, that was awesome. But like you say, it's like yeah. if you if you want to fuck with something and take a shot, take it with the talking raccoon. Don't do it with Captain Fucking America. Exactly. You know? Fuck with my talking it's, raccoon now. It's like get a character that people don't give a fuck about. Come up with an interesting take. 
Because you could really do anything with Werewolf by Night, with Man-Thing, with fucking Sleepwalker if you want to take a big swing. Nobody will give a shit. He's a cool character. And, like, you know, he hasn't been done yet. But you could find a path for these interesting characters and interesting stories and and use the characters that people have always loved. And instead, they banked on characters that have really never been able to sustain book sales. The comic fans... Exactly. The comic fans have never really supported her. Um, her That's books a good are constantly example. rebooted. I think that fits into what you're saying in terms of Miss Marvel. I don't care about Miss Marvel. You know, don't books weren't big or whatever. Making the choice to do it as a sideline, almost young adult type series. I watched it. I actually enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah, the show was good. And but yeah. it fits into what you're saying, Rup, where there's there's ways to invest and be creative but that's part of the problem there's work involved right there's actual gambling or risk involved in terms of you know it's not a guaranteed thing even though the guaranteed things to chris's constant point the guaranteed things are invested in because by and large you're able to churn marketing eyes share continue it you know there there's money to be made there, especially in the multi-income stream, multi-licensing, multi-IP mm-hmm. exploitation world. So that's why that happens. But I, I definitely like what you're saying because the best stuff comes out of those creative shots that, I mean, James Gunn has spoiled us in a few different instances there, right? His Suicide Squad movie right was... <laughs> So, you know, his Guardians of the Galaxy, um, you know, I'm interested to see anything he does, but he's kind of earned that over decades, honestly, going back to Super, and I, I never saw his original stuff, but... Um, yeah. You never but, saw, like, Slither? I never saw Slither, because I watched... Slither's fun. Yeah. Fucking crazy-ass yeah, movie. movie. Yeah. It's a fun movie. No, I think they, um, I think in a way, the Marvel thing just, they got a little, you know, too big to fail so to speak, like they drink their own Kool-Aid, like they started using non, they started do, giving non-accomplished characters to like non-accomplished directors, I guess. Is, is that, no, I'm, I'm it, trying to figure out how to put yeah, it like. Yeah, so I, I, I did, I did an like essay about this. Yeah, they don't like to pay. Yeah. So I did an essay about this on my channel last February and it went like kind of semi-viral. Uh, if you look it up. Mm. <clears throat> and I'm sorry, Chris, uh, the title of the essay is that Kevin Feige is a fraud. Um, and <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> oh, I, it doesn't face me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. But so basically, I go into kind of like so we know Endgame was like this big culmination point, right? And, and we knew that. I think. Yeah. It, oh, it's a it's huge cinematic accomplishment. I love Endgame. I saw it ten times in theaters. Um, I fucking love it. I would go watch it again if it was released tomorrow mm. back in theaters. Um. I'll never feel that again in a theater, you know, like, like 20, like almost, yeah, it was 10 years of stories, you know, mm-hmm. finally paying mm-hmm. off. But yeah, true. My, my point is that people give Kevin Feige all this credit um, for building the MCU, but it was, I, I think a lot of it was shaped by Ike Perlmutter, um, hmm. who was there. And I think he kept Kevin Feige in line from Kevin Feige's worst instincts. And I think when they worked together, they were able to kind of do something. And it, we know that he was, Ike Perlmutter was on board, you know, for a long time. And really the first phase where he had zero input on 
any of these movies being announced or anything is phase four. It's all the phase four and five shit that was all done with no Ike. And we've seen Kevin Feige unchained. And again, Ike was just, uh, he's an older guy. He's 80 something years old. Mm -hmm. He knew these are just Westerns. Basically it's classic heroism. That's what people want. That's what they're looking for from this shit. It's why Maverick made a billion dollars. And like, who the fuck thought Top Gun Maverick was going to make a billion dollars when it came out? I didn't think it was going to make a billion. Oh, that, I had very was, low hopes. Yeah. We talked about that before the movie came out. It was the perfect movie to bring back. Yeah. Perfect character. It's, it's, also, it's, got, because, it's also not fair because no. the literal tech, it's a genre in and of itself. The original movie... Like, sure, you got Iron Eagle, you got a, you got a, other, you know, jet, whatever. But but Top Gun really is something that has never been replicated. And you really needed a Tom Cruise right. kind of yeah. person to bring back cinema at that point. Yeah. People were just dying story. to go it back. It was the perfect story. Yeah. All the tech. Timing played had, part. You know, had was two, three orders of magnitude better. Just enough original. nostalgia, yep. just enough like forward thinking, like yep. big movie but star, great pandemic played it, the whole thing. The, the Made heroism, you feel good after you felt like shit pathos, for two years. Right. I mean, it, it matches what you were saying, Rupert, in terms of it also, story wise, it wasn't complex. It wasn't, you know, it was challenge, you oh, know, so simple. Uh, drama, you know, can I do it? You know, all, all this stuff and packed into stuff that just was exhilarating to watch yeah. experience give you all the nostalgia you brought back goose you know just yeah. in the form of his kid yeah, it's, right down to the like, i mean it was a carbon copy john wick is you know it's revenge, <laughs> yeah. but again it's again it's classic heroism mm -hmm. guy has problems overcomes problem kicks a shitload of ass it's fucking awesome With it's fucking what, pencil it's fucking why Star Wars works. It's guy in black Russian, fights guy in white. Russian it's guy exactly, kicks dog. American guy kills Russian guy. <laughs> exactly. It's, this isn't hard. Storytelling. Storytelling can be very simple, mm -hmm. and it's easy to play when you look at what has always worked. Yeah. Just stick to that. It's when mm -hmm. you try to reinvent the wheel. And look, I'm for reinventing the wheel with shit that makes sense. Your art house movies and things like that. Mm -hmm. But your big blockbuster action movies. They're there. It's like a McDonald's cheeseburger. I don't want to get a McDonald's too cheeseburger. Hard. Yeah, exactly. I don't want a McDonald's cheeseburger with fucking sushi on it. You know, I just want my cheeseburger. So I think that when they tried to do that shit, they fucked up their recipe and, and they burnt a lot, a lot of goodwill. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's a I think it's interesting. I agree with your general. You know, general statement there in most ways. I think your your essay and the the Feige take. I think that's a good hypothesis. I think it's totally debatable and yeah. you know elements to truth. The key, you know, but it's also one of these things that's not fully knowable because to one of Chris's earlier points, there's no apples to apples in the last 20, 30, 40 years, but especially in the last three to five years. Um, and honestly, what we're going through right now. We're going through a sea change of a different sort post-COVID with Israel and Gaza. Uh, you know, that the the what what is black, what is white is is being mixed up a lot. What is what is success in terms of 
box office versus streaming versus, you know, ancillary rights versus royalties versus, you know, union, all, all this stuff, shit's, shit's being stirred and, Mm -hmm. and no matter what perspective we take in analysis, and I actually think your, your essay take is pretty, pretty interesting and, and there's something there. It kind of relates to a lot of other things in that there are no single variable, single person teaming situations, right? You can have, you know, the 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 best living coach and one of the best coaches of all time, you know, it, it's not just him, right? You can have one of the best, you know, all the, it's all that same stuff. Like I, I, the teaming and the chemistry, not just in a director or a producer, you know, but it's in the crew and the lighting and the, you know, and the writers, there's everything is such a chemistry when you're dealing with a team sport, which production is right. Even something as simple as a podcast, that's not random dudes, you know, but is actually, you know, I mean, you know, certainly the, the TESD patrons, an example of something that's way more than a normal, uh, context of production. It's a chemistry thing. It's not, I, you know, the O-Tour theory is still a team sport. Just maybe you've got a craftsperson or a strong artistic hand that may be a f- shaping that, but it's still the team being willing instruments or amplifying instruments in that direction. Um, and you pull, you pull something out of it or just have it happen during a pandemic or when everybody's pissed off or not sleeping, all changes. Um, or your star becomes, uh, you know, all of a sudden you know he's a rapist. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Shit gets weird. Yeah. Things happen. Yeah, I mean, really- nothing nothing happens in a vacuum. But you know, it's it's just there's two arguments you can make. Like, like you could look at you know some of the movies that made a billion dollars. Like, like I thought the first Captain Marvel it made a billion dollars. I thought it was a fucking terrible movie. Um, I hated Love and Thunder. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, it's. I love. I actually I, enjoyed I Love and Thunder. Thunder. I, yeah, I love Thunder, yeah. but it was. I didn't hate ca- it as much as Dark World. Yeah. Oh, Dark World was just not good. But Love and Thunder was didn't take itself seriously, and I enjoyed it from that standpoint. Captain Marvel oh. took itself, or or Brie Larson, and a lot of the context around that. It felt like it took itself, and she took herself too seriously, and that's a. You know, it it leaves a bad taste in old fat white guys. You know, like like it's it's. Did she you know, there is some visceral, seriously, or is that yeah how they wanted her to play it to get to what they needed her to do in Endgame? That's a, a excellent point, right? It's all it's. I agree no with a lot of the premise here. of your essay. The one thing that I would add to it is, I think you need those core classic characters. I think they should have taken a five year break. You needed it's, to. You were pumping these things out. You had a really clear hard. through line. Well, yeah. moderation is incredibly hard when you factor in that artistic integrity means nothing in this world. Now you're just catering to the shareholders, mm-hmm. and you pumped and out a billion dollar movie breaks. year after year after year. So what is next? You're also launching they don't, a streaming service. They <laughs> yeah. don't allow for that dip, right? It's not. Yeah. Everybody launched a streaming service. Nobody took the time to look at the fact that Netflix was still losing money. Yeah. As the yeah. most successful. 
streaming service. Just the right? fact that <laughs> launching a streaming service is a phrase that has repetitive evidence in our like that's not that's not a thing. It's not like you know, I'm running a pizza place. And right? where is Disney licensing some of their stuff to now? Yeah. Back to Netflix. It's- exactly. It's there's there's complexities, but I I like Actually, I like this stuff, and I like uh, I, I like the mix of your perspectives. You know, I tend to believe I tend to be more aligned with Chris in terms of views on the business and the the complexities and things that actually have nothing to do with the character, the writing, what have you. Unfortunately, said, it drives a lot of it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But to to Rupert's point, the uh, and I've I've said this a lot story, emotion, fundamentals of writing, but not like, you know, fancy shit, like the fundamentals of the beats of heart and challenge and, you know, and victory and overcoming. Like you do that right. It doesn't matter whether you've got a $500 million budget or a $500 budget. It comes across. What, right? what did they make the first wick for? $38 million? Right. There. It was right. sub four. I mean, that's it that's was... freaking independent film money at this point, right? Look I mean, at Rocky. It's... Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that was that was all heart and and no effects, right? It's just straight yeah. up. Yeah. And, when you had a star that know. wasn't a star yet, you didn't have to pay your actor. Yeah. 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 So I wasn't really anybody at that point. Yeah. No, I um, it's it's all good. Um, I wanted to ask you, Rupert. Yeah. Sort of unrelated, but how do you how do you guys decide what to do from a reviewing history thing? Like you, you it has to be a film that's historical. You know, yep. do you how how like once you've identified, do you have a list of of films so, in the queue? Do you research them? How you know what's your what's your approach to that? So uh, as far we as can't it, we can't manage to plan anything. You know, thirty okay. seconds ahead. <laughs> So as far as our production schedule, we always try to have at least a month banked if we can. Okay. So um, when we record, we'll typically do two or three in one sitting. Okay. Um, Which helps, yep. (coughs) Sorry. And that's at my behest. I'm kind of the guy who's like, I never want to fall behind. I never want to not have one in the can. I always want to be ready and to have that ready to go. We want that that too, but our chemistry and me in particular tend to just, you know, make momentum not happen. It's it's hard. Um I got that from Walt cuz honestly I, re- I I really look up to Walt and I see how uh Walt manages the TSD Patreon where it's like he's never it's insane. Has, I have things, I have a project that I shot with him when they were still at the at uh at, at the, the no not the, not the old stash. They were at 65. Right. Yep. But that's that's 2021. So they've been sitting on that as like a break glass in case of emergency right. thing for almost two years now. So I always want to be banked. Um, the way we pick our episodes is the three of us will usually have a discussion as to what, like, is there a holiday coming up or right. something where we can kind of, people may search for it and it'll get eyes. Uh, we also do take suggestions and we kind of add it to this list of things we want to get to. Like uh, we're get tomorrow we're getting ready to record the episode where we pick our Christmas episodes, uh, what we're going to be covering in December. 
So we already know what we're going to pick. Like, you know, I wanted to do one thing and Aunt wanted to do something and Steve wanted to do something. And we kind of all worked it out. And those are the three movies we're going to do in December. Okay. So it really is. And I'm the guy who's willing to do things that are more loose. Like the movie I keep pushing for is Bloodsport. (laughs) Oh, hell yes. Wait, wait, is that a historical? It's as long as it is, as long as it is based on a true story, we will do it. Okay. So my argument is that even though it's all been debunked, the guy has said it's all based on a true story, so we can do it and then talk about the debunking and all that. It's still I, I the, think that's fair. Yeah. It's still one of the greatest fraud cases in martial arts history, though. Really? Oh, yeah. Frank Ducks, Frank Ducks is a complete fucking fraud. Um, no, you can always do the quest, too. That was kind of historical, right? Have what, you, what's the quest? You never seen It's another Van Damme movie. Oh, no, I never saw it. Hmm. It might be like one of the best ones, honestly. Like movie wise, it's, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, you, Have you guys out. done. Uh, I've only I've only listened to, I think I've listened to three or four <laughs> of yours. I can't remember which movies. I definitely listened to, you know, at least one of the Brian Johnson ones because I, okay. you know, I, I love Brian and, um, but have you guys done like an Amityville type of thing? Uh, we did. So every October we do all horror. Okay. So last last uh, Halloween, like October, we did. Amityville, we did um we did Mothman Prophecies, we did Conjuring One last year, we did Conjuring Two this year, uh, and we did we did Pope's Exorcist this year, and last year we did Exorcism of Emily Rose. Okay. So, so that's a yes, Sean. That's a yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> By the way, our Conjuring Two episode, I personally think is one of our funniest episodes. Right. Like, if you've seen the Conjuring, I definitely recommend watching, especially the Conjuring Two episode. All right, I haven't seen. Good. I'm way behind on all my modern horror. I think the last one I saw was, um, the, the Exorcist. No, no, bite me. Uh, I can't remember if it was called Hereditary or something Hereditary. else. Hereditary. Mm-hmm. But was that was that where Pyman? That, like there's Payment. one where you've got an old couple in the house that are supposed to be the grandparents or so, like oh um oh fuck the one where they replace it they rub a kid's face and shit it's an M Night Shyamalan movie no I haven't seen that one I don't think the, pa- uh, the grandparents are someone else hmm. yeah I'll, it doesn't doesn't matter the point is that's probably a twelve year old movie you know I'm I'm yeah. not I haven't watched the saws I haven't watched you know. Like I, I remember watching Hostel. That was like the one of the last kind of modern, you know, like Eli, Eli Roth era, which is actually like two generations of horror ago, right? I mean, it's it's yeah, yeah. He has a I'm new movie bad. coming out. Thanksgiving. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Yeah. It's oh, amazing. nice. Did you see the kill when um he dunks the waitress in water and then slaps her to the inside of the walk-in freezer door and she sticks <laughs> to it? Yep. Oh my fuck! Is that is that fuck. in Thanksgiving? Yeah, like she's trying to peel herself yeah, it pops off it. In the tree. Oh yeah. my god, god. that's yeah. horrific! Oh Jesus! Oh, uh, fucking yeah. disgusting. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> I think I think we'll we'll, we'll skip top three this week because we've already gone pretty long. Oh, okay. uh, what the top three? So 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 top three is just you know a round robin where originally we would 
each pick three against a certain topic question, you know, best 80s songs, best movie of this, best character that, whatever. And we'd start with our threes and then wind around to ones. Sometime in the past year, you know, so like the last three episodes, because it's been bad, uh, <laughs> we moved to a draft where you actually start with your number one. And, you know, so you, you know, so yeah, only, only one person can use each thing and you kind of work your way. But it's still we're generally shitty at coming up with topics um, ahead of time. I get grouchy about doing topics that are too close to the content we've been talking about because then we're not, we're often rehashing shit we talked about as we talk about, you know, but, um, but then Chris gets grouchy because we talk about the same things in slightly different flavors after I mean, we've been doing this for, uh, when did we start this? Started it right after the last Vulgarthon. Yep. 2018. Yeah. Sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, Somewhere in there. so yeah, we're, we're probably, we're probably over our five year anniversary actually. Now that I think about it. Um, yeah, that would have been August of 18. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, but the, the, the point is it's, it's, and we haven't had that many guests. Often we would have had, you know, the guests. So we do four, four of us instead of three of us. I mean, if you got any ideas, we could do a quick one. Um, I, I'm da- I'm down. I mean, okay. I, I'm cool if you guys want. Let's to. do something yeah, quick do and stupid. What do you um, let's do it. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, I you know, I was thinking uh, you know, top three types of boobs, um, but that's probably not a good one. Um, <laughs> there aren't. Yeah. There certainly aren't twelve types of boobs easily yeah. easily described. Yeah, um, it'd be tough. Yeah. Um, want to do like pairs of boobs? So like, <laughs> game <Gimli> Curtis, <laughs> celebrity boobs. So, so. You, want- you just want to rank your celebrity boobs? <laughs> you <could do> <laughs> um, I'm game. All right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna draft boobs. Uh, normally, DJ hmm. goes last. I go first. Chris is in the middle. Um, I think what we should do is actually have you, the guest, go first. So you get first pick. Of, first uh, pick. So your first pick, who's – and celebrity, you know, it's a wide uh, – Yeah, yeah. The I, rules are not strict, right? Yeah. Name some boobs. Um, you take them off the table. Um, <laughs> Anthony Galati's mom. No, no, no. That's my co-host. I just want him to, to hear that eventually. Um, uh, no, my answer is um, Alexandra Daddario. Oh, oh yes, oh, bastard. Yeah. yeah. That is quality. Um, I'm not sure I was aware of her before True Detective Season 1, but... Uh, oh. That, Amateur uh, hour. Amateur. That's when I became very aware of her. Well, I mean, before that, she was like, in the Percy Jackson movie, so it's that's quite okay, right? All right, yeah. Um, wow, I haven't actually thought of any yet. Um, um, I'm going to say Christina Hendricks. Uh, good call. Very good boobs. Right? Classic, mm. classic beauty. You know, definitely outside the norm. All right. So my- Excellent. Yeah. I'm up. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'll go Kate Upton. Oh, ah, good pick. Yeah, good nothing pick. wrong with that. <laughs> So two of my top three have been abolished already. That's that's um, you know that's why fuck, it sucks to go last. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 1980s Jamie Lee Curtis for my number one. <sighs> Interesting like choice. Yeah, that's uh, trading places, man. That's an all time rack. <laughs> all time. Uh, I think that's well, more first time place you see time in your childhood. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. 
it's a fond memory. You never <laughs> forget your something. first. Uh, that's, yep. yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I got you. Um. All right, so we're back to you, Rupert. Okay. So this is your this is your second draft. My second pick. I am going to go Katy Perry. Damn it! That's, Those yeah. are very big <laughs> high on nice. the list. That's, yeah. that's a quality pick. Um, I'm uh, for my second. I'm actually gonna gonna pull uh, Sofia Vergara. Ooh, nice. you're, little, you're making uh, me shuffle my list here. Okay. Very nice. Um, not a huge fan of the family, but you got to appreciate Kim Kardashian. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. I thought you were going to say Donald Trump. <laughs> well, we don't talk politics on the show. Yeah. He's certainly a boo. You ever see him swing a golf club? Those things fly. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I'm on the nostalgia train. Let's stick on the nostalgia train. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, oh good answer. I mean, that's, that's good. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know arguments there. Um, hmm. So uh, this is this is your third pick. My third pick. Mm-hmm. I am torn. This is like a Sophie's choice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I got I got a couple of you know boobs running through my mind, uh, but I got to focus in. On Usually they do them. happen a couple at a time. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they come in pairs. Uh, I am going to say Jane Mansfield. Oh, oh that's uh, that's yeah. a good, that's that's a deep pull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. That picture though, where Sophia Loren is looking at him. I mean, yeah, I love they're, that. They're yeah. quite the yeah. sight. Yeah, that's yeah. a killer one. That's a good one. All right, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna pick one that's uh, I think certainly counts, but it also is is a bit more that you know time and place and and some other factors uh shannon elizabeth i almost said mm-hmm. her. yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's last a good one uh i'm torn this is my last one right this last one we you know I can only uh, pick one we pick more something that, that doesn't really take discussion it's like there's one yep. i can't believe Chris all right fine yet, I'm, so i'm hoping i'm not gonna i'm gonna avoid the recency bias and just go scarlett johansson I almost yeah. said her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, under the skin. What a movie. She has a cinematic yeah. sister going, um, going last is really, uh, really put me in a, in a, in a squeeze. Oh, on this one. Poor DJ. Okay. Squeeze I'm on the boob category. Squeeze, right yeah. Now. I mean, there's dozens. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with, uh, been on the earth for 50 years, still a great set of boobs. I'm going Selma Hayek. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, she looks amazing. Uh, yeah. Very good chest. She, nope. yep. she should probably have been higher. Yeah. yeah. And uh and I should have an honorable mention for Elizabeth Hurley in that in that class. Oh right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Carey could have been on here. There's old Morgana, the kissing bandit. <laughs> <laughs> I saw yeah. a video of her running recently. It is like mesmerizing. You can't take your eyes off it. No, it really is insane. Oh, how did we miss Jennifer Connelly? Well, hold on. Hold on, though. It's Jennifer Connelly and career opportunities, not Jennifer Connelly. Well, yes. Yeah, you need her riding the mechanical horse in the target. Yeah, Sure do. Okay. You got to classify. Yeah. They didn't hold up that well as she got older. 
Girl okay, started dieting, so- <laughs> screwed everything up. Group had uh, Alexander Daddario, Katy Perry, and Jane Mansfield. Sean had wow. Christina Hendricks, Sophia Vergara, and Shannon Elizabeth. Chris had Kate Upton, Kim Kardashian, and Skojo. And I had 80s Jamie Lee Curtis, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and Selma Hayek. See, this Both is them. a great way to end an episode and warmly welcome the guest into the bosom of fan men. I've been I've been like, wanting to do this for I wanted to do a whole episode the, on this, but I don't the I people think that were replied. left on the field here that didn't get drafted. I mean, I feel bad. So we will do a we will do a follow up episode <laughs> on the history of great Hollywood boobs. Hmm. I like that. Yes. What could good. possibly go wrong? Yeah. Sean's not going to participate, but you know, I'm in. Let's do it. So so uh, you know so let's let's touch again. Uh, we've been joined by Brian Rupert. You know. Oh, real quick, real quick. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Sydney Sweeney, what an up and comer yeah, in the that, Hollywood oh, okay. category. So that's where I said when I was avoiding recency bias, that was my Sophie's choice between her and ScarJo, mm. and I just felt an obligation to bring ScarJo into the. But Sydney Sweeney's uh, yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched that movie Voyeur she was in just because you know I heard they were out the whole movie. Oh, so <laughs> the girl's ridiculous. No shame here on the Batman podcast. With her, but uh, yep. I, oh, enjoy yeah. your evening as you go deep diving yeah. on her, Sean. <laughs> Trust yeah. us. I'm, I'm not deep diving on any boobs tonight, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. So Brian, thank you very much for joining us. From Thanks for having me, guys. Reviewing History yep. Podcast, which is definitely uh, worth a listen and a great, mm-hmm. you know, a, a great set of. Uh, guys who shit hey, on each other before we go on the <laughs> plug the podcast friday for us yeah plug that yeah, hit it one please. more time tell us what you're doing yes okay so a couple of things um uh also black friday at the tell em steve dave store uh thanksgiving 10 o'clock at night to 12 at night uh we're gonna be here i will be here all day I'll be here all thursday night i'll be here friday at at tell em steve dave town I general will be store seeing you on friday Okay, you will see me then. Come in, buy some merch. Uh, there's, they have exclusive hats and shirts and all that, and they have other Tell em Steve Dave stuff here. Uh, you'll get a tour of the studios. Get to Bas- see Gidham's I, rack. Gidham's rack. He's gonna be dressed like a giant turkey. Oh. Um, there's all sorts of Tell em Steve Dave stuffs gonna that's going on here. It's gonna be fun. Uh, I will watch the Jets game, so you could probably watch me contemplate suicide in real time. Um, being a Jets so fan. come on down for that. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so come on down to Black Friday at the general store for Tell Em Steve Dave. But the reason I am here is my podcast, Reviewing History. We're a comedy and history podcast. Uh, we go into deep dives on the movies and all that stuff. You can find Reviewing History Pod on YouTube, like, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, anywhere there's podcasts, Reviewing History, you'll find us. You can follow me personally on all social media at Brian Rupert. That's with two Ps. Pretty easy to find. Um all there, all that shit. But the real reason I am here is Bandcamp, Thanksgiving, as the clock strikes midnight, turning into Black Friday, we are releasing a Christmas album podcast. It's about four and a half hours of content. Half of the money is going to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. It's a really fun Christmas album. If you like Tell Em Steve Dave and you've heard the Christmas albums, it is very similar to that. I honestly just ripped the format off and came up with my own games sure. and stuff. It's a lot of fun. Um, <coughs> and that, and we, and 
We also do a podcast dedicated to It's a Wonderful Life, and we go through the whole movie. It's a lot of fun. We have some great jokes in there. And you're also helping a charity, St. Jude's Children's Hospital. And it's the holidays. I mean, who doesn't want to help out this time of year? Thank you so much for having me, guys. Thanks, Brian. And and that's uh, it's going to be released at reviewinghistory.bandcamp.com. Reviewinghistory.bandcamp.com will take you right to it. Um, Right now, there's nothing there, but you can subscribe, get, I've set up, you know, with one click, I've now got notifications that are going to come out as soon as that's released. My $5 will go in there. Maybe I'll give some extra for the kids. We'll see. Um, but yeah, anything it, extra, if you do donate extra, uh, that goes right to them. So if, if it's $5, if you give 10, that extra five goes right to them. Seven fifty nice. enough for half a sandwich. Oh, now they're cooking. <laughs> now you're talking. All right. Thanks. Thanks so Excellent much, Excellent work, sir. Thanks great to talk on, to you, man. gentlemen. Yeah, no problem. Just do it again sometime. Especially with boobs. Boobs. Yeah. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> See you, kids. Boobs. Boobs.